Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 32, Marmite Games. With me, George, as always joined by Tom, Marmite to my Bovril. <laughs> How's it going? Okay, thank you, mate. How are they you? T- yeah, they taste the same, don't they? <coughs> one's a beef Yeah, extract. I tend to have um, Bovril when I go to football. And the other one's a yeast extract, but they seem yeah. to taste the same. Why? Very similar. I think Marmite's a bit more salty. You'd know about that. Anyway, enough of the condiment talk. Do you want to give the listeners a rundown of uh, the show? I don't think Marmite's a condiment. I thought condiments were like sauces and salts and peppers and vinegars. Mayo. I'd class Marmite as a condiment. Maybe not Bovril, actually. Although it's, yeah. It's best you stop talking now. No, the Bovril you're <laughs> talking about, does it come in a jar? Yeah. No, sorry, man. I'm on about the Bovril are getting a cup. Which is basically warm gravy at the football. Where do you think the bovril in that cup comes from? Do you think someone at the football ground where you alleged to drink it undoes the lid of a glass bottle, a jar of bovril, takes a spoon, puts it in the cup and then pours boiling water on it? Or does the bovril fairy just appear it in the mug? I think if they know I'm coming, the man, Mr. Bovril, he brings it himself. Does he transport it in a jar or is he just bringing it on a spoon? Uh, he brings it... Per spoonful. From the original yeah, vat. Yeah. Okay. It's a very interesting. Your view of that. Vat 69 it is. Oh, is yeah. it? 69 420, your game of <laughs> tag, whatever it is. Uh, okay, so we'll give them a run through. I mean, I guess in that preamble, Tom, they've had a run through of really what this show's about. It's about spreadable products on toast. It's about Marmite <laughs> games. Uh, and that's not just games about yeast products, Tom. That's games that you either love or hate, or you hate or love, and others have the opposite opinion of. Yeah, so our American cousins, it might sound a bit confusing, but in the UK we say, oh, that's that's a Marmite sort of subject, or a Marmite... Why, do we, why would we say that? As you just explained. Yeah, is Marmite it's, a de- divisive product? Here, it certainly it? is. It has always appeared to be. and I'd love to see the stats. Yeah. Do you think exactly 50% of the UK population likes it and exactly 50% of the UK population... Going on my experience, I think people more people like it than dislike it. Yeah, but we've all got the same blood. Yeah. And you don't really go out in the village, so you don't get to find <laughs> out what normal people think. <laughs> anyway, skipping all that fun out of the way, they better stick around, because coming up in the news... Got uh, a bit of everything, haven't we? Well, a bit of everything. Let's look at some retro Nintendo news or not, but you know, keep your ears peeled for that retro collectors. And then we've got the aforementioned discussion and review of all the different uh, yeast products. <laughs> Tesco Value one has the smart price one, Marmite one itself. Then we slip into Listener Stingray, and then from there we pole vault clear into the real Stingray, which is the new release highlights. Some good stuff this week. And then I end the show when I ask you what you're hoping to play. But Tom... The show literally cannot start until I say to you, what you been playing? Well, so uh, as the listeners know, end of last week's show, I was itching to get away, get down to Asda, pick up a copy of Death Stranding. Yeah, you sick and Left you high and dry, left editing with James. I had chores till 3am. Yeah. The village Asda is open like 24-7, seven days a week. 365 days a year. So we've got, Never an we've got an Asda in the village now. You need to slow down with the law. In between episodes, I try and write Similarian for the <laughs> Unofficial Controller <laughs> podcast, and it is hard. 
It is very tough. I'm just going to come to you one day with a tome of like law for the village. Oh, what, you're writing it? Not a chance in hell you're writing. Ch- <sighs> There's a yeah. more of a chance of us winning a BAFTA for video, best video games podcast <laughs> and you stumbling through that door with a tome of law about this show. Well, basically, I'll spiel on about the law and you and James can write it down. Um, <laughs> That's how we win. Anyway. You can't tell me what you've been playing because you want to do that in the feature. Enough farming, yeah. I can't tell you. I've played a little bit of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's had a patch recently. Ten-year-old game? What's the story with that? Still no, playing it's, it? it's the new one. Still in the, the new distro. One. Remastered? No, the new one. Wow. So they brought the game out. The one we did a whole feature around. Well, we didn't really bring a whole feature around it. We talked all the way up to its door <laughs> and then we turned off. So you're telling me in 2000 and whenever it was they brought out this game... Then they did loads of sequels. Then they remastered the original only yeah. a year before, then bringing out a reimagining of the original game. Yeah. Let's go to the well, Tom. It looks pretty dry for Call of Duty <laughs> this week. Uh, have you been playing anything else other than the feature title Death Stranding? No, I've been away. Mm-hmm. And every during the day, I'll be sat doing whatever it was or wherever I was doing whatever it was I was doing. And I'll be thinking, oh, I can't really play. Death Stranding at the moment, which is a bit annoying because I kind of he's got his hooks into me. Yeah. So I was I was sat typing away or speaking away, doing whatever I was doing, and then in my mind I was like, oh yeah, well, you've brought your Vita, haven't you? And you've brought Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater Three, so maybe that can be your like Death Stranding light. It wasn't, and I didn't get a chance to play it. I think I've literally until today. I have to confess, I hadn't played any games apart from the aforementioned one. Yeah. At all. Mm. But I have played no the aforementioned one. It's been a busy week. Quite a little bit. Yeah. So, I do think you should uh, go to um, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain after you finish Death Stranding, because I do see Well, after that video sent me of uh, a guy taking down a camp to, uh, what was it again? Spando Ballet Gold? Was uh, it gold? Uh, gold or true, I think. I think it's true. True, yeah. That was, that was possibly one of those beautiful gameplay videos I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a lot more. Um, Did you know? Because you're not a massive fan of stealth, but you can. This wasn't stealth. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, stealth. You can, you can just go in like John Wayne in the Alamo, just blasting. So it's a good mix. You he can went do it either kind way. of stealth till it went south, and then he killed a few yeah. guys, didn't he? Which I thought was pretty cool. But no, it's a, it's a great game. That is uh, very enjoyable. Shall we move on to the news? Why don't we? We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, Tom, this is in your wheelhouse, you being the avid retro collector. Comeback Tour 64. The Nintendo 64, one of our favourite consoles of all time here at the UC Bunker, is apparently seeing a resurgence on eBay. Uh, This fall period, with sales massively increasing, uh, with the Nintendo Switch as well, doing well, George, do you think this may be down to not seeing the N64 Mini this year? As we've seen the NES and SNES Minis, uh, respectively. That's your logic, isn't it? I want the N64 Classic this year. It's not coming out. Get me one on eBay. Yeah, I think so. And when you say the prices are rising, how much is an N64 these days? I'm not sure. Um, well researched. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> why don't you, while, while I just look into this next bit of news, why don't we let the listeners know what the going price is for an N64? Go on CEX or something, we'll find out. That'll settle the argument. So I'll take this next bit of news. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. 
Now it's not the Chuckle Brothers, but it appears the Google Stadia is taking a leaf from them with a list put out of all the missing features at launch, including Crowdplay, the Achievement System, the Buddy Pass, and last but certainly not least, some controllers. Tom, what sort of a console comes out without a controller? What are you meant to use in the interim? <laughs> it's uh, a mess, isn't it? Uh, but the some controllers will be available at launch, but others may take a few days to arrive. Well, we don't know about you, but this is pretty poor, and if it's not ready, it should always be put back until it is. Uh, we feel this cheapens consoles and gaming as a whole when things like this happen and shouldn't be acceptable. Tom, Google, biggest company, one of the biggest companies in the world, brings out a product. Yeah. Not, to be honest... Have you seen that launch? The show doesn't well. need you with your head in CEX trying to work out how to use. use it's around it. fifty pound average with a c- controller and uh, massively increased. So yeah, you could go for the Google Stadia without a controller or an N sixty four bundle on eBay. <laughs> I know which I'd choose. Um, so the I thought you were going to come back with like four thousand pounds. No, no, I'm, I'm sure they're varying, but obviously. The more popular something gets, the, the price increases, doesn't it? So it might see. Would a you bit get of time. an N sixty four mini if it ever came out? I'm holding out hope they'll release like some of the games on the Switch, like they've done with the NES and SNES. But and maybe that's why we've not seen uh, the N sixty four mini. We're maybe going to do the sort of uh, titles available to online subscribers. Going back to the Google Stadia, there, mm. the launch lineup. It must be about. I think 10 or 12 games, all of which Did you I can... misread that news, or are the controllers or not? Because the way James wrote... Yeah, this... so I think there's a bit of a problem with... Clarification, uh, please, James. There's a bit of a problem with uh, the stock of the controllers. So, like, you might pick the console up and not get a controller with it. He's not bundled with a controller? You'd think so, wouldn't you? I think you might have just have to wait a few days for the controller to come. I mean, it's a whole, it's a joke, isn't it? Really, like release it when it's ready, please. It's not difficult. I thought if you got the launch bundle, it came with the controller and all the good stuff that you needed. Apparently so, but also apparently not. Uh, yeah, going back to that launch lineup. Doc James's wages. Okay, uh, all the all the um, launch titles are available now, and they've been available for like a year. 10 or 12 titles to launch a streaming service. Can you imagine if that was Netflix? Oh, we've got 10 or 12 TV shows and films. Week. Yeah. We've got this series and there's over 50 hours of content in it. Yeah. Week. Mm. Is that week? Some of the titles they're launching with are huge. Red Dead Redemption, Odyssey, yeah, But it's not Creed. what you'd expect from a, a streaming service, is it? Well, we've got... What, what i got to go to wonder it is. Who's you, this Stadia aimed at? I don't know. I mean, it's the price is good. They must have done some research. Who's this aimed at? How much is one of these bad boys? I'm sure it's like forty nine ninety nine. Is that a Tom fact? I think so. To the Google machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that interested in Stadia. If the listeners are, maybe we'll do a Stadia special, but I can't see it happening. No, I don't think it's going to take off. You've got PlayStation now. And Xbox Games Pass. Speaking of which, we're going to move on to now. Oh. Good, but not better. Sony has been pushing its Games Pass uh, PlayStation Now recently and has slashed the price of the service in half, which we discussed a few weeks ago, to compete with Xbox Games Pass. 
But one feature they will not be replicating is releasing PS4 exclusives direct to PlayStation Now on day one of their launch. We really think Microsoft knocked it out of the park with this idea, and long may it continue for those of you who play uh, using Xbox Games Pass. To be fair, this is not disrespect to the Xbox, but when you're in a number two position, market stats, you can afford to be a bit racy, can't you? But I think that if they weren't in that position, would they release a AAA title into a their streaming service? Because you've got to remember, if you are one of their studios and you've poured money into developing a game and you're expecting to sell it as a disc in a box and you therefore get a locked off certain amount of money, mm. how does Games Pass work? How are the developers getting paid? Because yeah. imagine like Gears 5, if that wasn't on Games Pass, that might have seen like a real hard push of physical copies, people wanting to pick it up because they're hyped about the new game, but they get to just go home and... Uh, why, 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 why is independently pulling out single chest hairs more important than my conversation with you about Microsoft Xbox? <laughs> huh? What are you doing? <laughs> so what do you think about that? How do the developers... Uh, how are they going to make this game's pass work going forward? It's, it's risky. I can't like so because they're gonna ma- they're gonna launch the next Xbox with Halo, mm. and you're telling me if you subscribe to the Games Pass, you're gonna get that. Presumably, yeah. And A lot of like first party development. My my, other, my other issue is once we get about three or four years in to Games Pass, it's gonna be full of so much chelp, much like Netflix and Amazon. That you can't mm. see the wood for the trees. Yeah, true. Although I did see a really, really cool feature on Xbox the other day that was called something like Surprise Me, and it would randomly flick off and go get yeah, it or a I game had, yeah. and bring it to the front and say, Have you yeah. thought about this? I thought, mm. oh, that's awesome. Like a random play or select or yeah. like a recommendation feature. The, the reason I have kind of stayed clear of the Games Pass stuff is. Uh, I, I, I'll go on Netflix and you start watching something and I'm like, oh, I wonder what... This is all right, but I wonder what that's like. I think there's too much choice. This is what I'm saying. I don't really think it reflects... I just want to get my AAA tile, take it home, play it to death, finish it, jobs are good. And I think when you start giving people too many options... So then let me ask you the question again. If Microsoft weren't behind slightly in this generation... Would if they were in the number one spot, would they be even saying anything about Games Pass? I think it's great, and it's helped them bolster going forward. I think we need another show about this. Yeah, because they do seem to be like trying to be the nice guys at the minute. Obviously, with um, the couple of releases they've given the Nintendo Switch mm. or Ori and uh, Cuphead and and so forth. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's good for gamers. But yeah, to answer at, you, to at answer the, your question, at the moment, yeah, to answer your question, I think maybe they'll be doing what Sony are doing. They'll be like, we're comfortable with our lead. We don't need to give anything away. And well, Sony are trying to follow suit, aren't they? Because you know, games. Yeah, but they're not going to be giving away like Last of Us Two, are they? On PlayStation now, and the same with with uh, the other titles they've got coming up next year. The first party stuff, anyway, and they don't need to and. Is is the is the is the video game charts like the last battleground that Sony stood on, and Microsoft's actually gone off to kick a ball around in another field altogether? As in, you don't think it's important well, anymore? Well, 
if the, your game's passing, yeah, your game's not even going to feature in the charts, is it? Because everyone's got it for free. So why are you going to get in your car yeah, and go yeah, ask yeah, them yeah, and buy? You're not yeah, going to do that. That's interesting. This is point. my point I've been making for the last 15 minutes. No, I hear you. You just explained <laughs> it better that time. Um, okay. Yeah, bringing it into the sort of chart situation is, mm. uh, yeah. Well, look at music charts. Everyone used to pay attention to them. Now I couldn't tell you but what is even in the charts. They're still on on a Sunday afternoon if you want. Are they? Yeah, if you want to oh. get a bit retro. Dr. Fox. <laughs> but yeah. Um, is he the practising... Uh, Look at me bringing in some law. Is he the practicing doctor in the village? <laughs> now the charts has crashed. Doctor, <laughs> doctor, doctor. You're telling Fox. me to slow down with the law. This is a character I think. He's the local GP, is he? He delivered us. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Dr. Fox. Call the midwife, call Dr. Fox. Yeah, and he plays He's a jingle his... when, you, when you're born. <laughs> Love it. You've got some James, get writing down. This week you've been behind enemy lines camoed up in green so you fit in with the aesthetic you've been watching the xbox announcements oh yeah tell me about this uh so last night was uh xo19 i gave it a little watch i mean i don't own an xbox but i used to so it's um it's kind of important that find out what you could have won yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good way of putting it um one title that really piqued my interest and we've discussed the uh, the golden era of rare games and mm. they're sort of I thought Sea of Thieves was okay actually when I played it I, I it was very bare bones at launch but, yeah, but it had a lot of charm to it the same thing that people would level at No Man's Sky yeah Sea of Thieves and, and I thought vanilla No Man's Sky was good at Sea of Thieves I feel like rare are desperate they just want to make a game of their own yeah it it felt like they've been a bit strangled in some way. Fed up of drawing avatars. I think yeah. they got forced to make Sea of Thieves. A studio is best when it's making its own so, thing. Yeah. So last night they pledged a lot of support to Sea of Thieves still, but they're a big enough studio that they can support doing two big titles. Well, they can so. certainly support doing DLC for a three-year-old game and bringing out <laughs> a new one, can't they? Uh, the new title is called Everwild. There aren't a lot of details about it, but there's a trailer if you want to... Um, trailer piqued my interest. Yeah, definitely. A really nice visual art style. Um, what did I liken it to? Viva Piñata, but for bigger boys. <laughs> it's probably nothing like that at all. No. Um, let's hope, because we don't really know much about it, let's hope it's like a action-adventure game. But no Fable 4? No. I think that Why? probably needs a little bit more time. Do you think that's going to be an Xbox I think 2? That, I think that'll be a... What are they um, going to call the next Xbox? They've kind of put themselves in the corner, really, <laughs> haven't they? And what no was the idea. first Xbox called now? Xbox so, Original. Why did that get retconned? Because we always used to call it Xbox One. So did the magazines. Yeah, but when they brought out the Xbox One, they can't do that. Um... <laughs> So yeah, Everwild, hopefully rare back to its best, but that's probably a long way off, and well, it'd be nice if it was a launch title for the new Xbox, but we'll see. If it is, they've got some interesting things shaping up with yeah. Halo 5. Oh, they showed um, a little bit of Obsidian's new title, Grounded. Ah. A survival game uh, is set in a suburban backyard where a group of four friends have to fend for themselves, really. The interesting thing is... They've been shrunk down like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. 
I was going to say, Tom, this sounds like the most boring game we've ever heard of, four people surviving in a backyard. <laughs> but you, with the added context of being the size of an ant. That's so it's a, a four-player co-op experience. And um, yeah, basically you're shrunk down to that sort of size where they're obviously similar to the film. I'm guessing, I'm guessing the information is a little bit scarce, but you say four-player, persistently four-player or... Have they hinted anything, said anything, or are you making this up as we go along? Or And they are. Yes, a bit of both. Okay. A bit of both. Excellent. One question I've got for you. When Blizzard announced Overwatch 2, this is like the grilling of Tom. This is, I've got the like, I know this is a Is this audio. what the Americans call a roast? Yeah, this is what, <laughs> yes it is. Well, I'm roast. doing you next week then. That's fine. You do me every week. Like an absolute <laughs> kipper, done up with an apple in my mouth. <laughs> If um, last week or a couple of weeks ago you were very excited because Overwatch 2 was announced. Yes. They don't know when it's coming out. All Jeff Kaplan said, uh, who's the head of the sort of game of Overwatch community, has said, uh, stay tuned for next year's BlizzCon. So uh, we're at least a year away. I think... Were they trying to curry favour and deflect because of the recent controversies with Hong Kong? I know what will win us back favour because we handled that badly. Let's announce probably one of our most popular games, sequel. When's it coming out? Don't know. We're going to make one, obviously. Oh, this, is, this is a really good point, actually, because it's going to take me to something we discussed earlier in the week mm-hmm. about Overwatch 2 and uh, Jeff Kaplan's thoughts on the fact that it all got leaked before the big show. Um, I think sometimes we forget with our hunger and thirst for rumours and news and leaks, and so I'm especially guilty of this, we forget about the people behind the scenes who spend a lot of time going and making these wonderful games. I love Great it. experience. This is on record now, so next time I catch you with your nose in GameInformer.20 <laughs> username, you can stand up and be counted. Okay. Mumsy will not be impressive. Having read the entire leaked script for the new Star Wars film coming out. <sighs> Guilty as charged. Then told everyone in the playground, oh, well, you'll be surprised <laughs> when uh, Boba Fett comes back. <laughs> I'm hoping um, he's not in it, as I have ruined it for someone. No, I think the damage is done by people who will... who produce the leaks. Like, if you see something like that, you should keep it to yourself, be excited. But these people spend a lot of time developing these things and Jeff's words were pretty crushing it's like they were just gutted like it was all leaked on the internet the, a few days before the big show mm. I think it's pretty disgusting really let me let me let me look at it this way normally you're scouring the internet for the equivalent of a chocolate bar you eat the chocolate bar it makes you fat and you feel a little bit guilty because you've had it but then the next day you still go on there looking for it <laughs> you're the absolute yeah biggest... but I'm not choosing to share that chocolate bar with others and make them fat you drop enough oblique spoiler references around me to leave me raising the <laughs> eyebrow. Oh, when you get to that bit in Red Dome, mate, just be careful. Like I've never played a game hanging onto my hat so hard in my life. <laughs> Ever. Don't don't change your hat. All oh, right, okay, I better not do that. Oh don't 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 change your rules as well. Stick with the same one from the start. Alright, oh, okay, I'll do that. Through hell and high water I stuck with that. And for what? Now nah, boy. <laughs> crushing scene that crushing scene so yeah henceforth no more uh, well, reports on leaks Tom, from us we broke until next happening. week until next it's week it's not happening I will not do it James has been forewarned 
Has he? Yeah. We broke our own rules. We had bonus news and didn't say bonus news. What's wrong with us? Yeah, we, we didn't do that. <laughs> but we've given the fans a bit more news than usual, so hopefully they're happy. Well, let me ask you this, Tom. After that news fest, they gorged. They feel like it's Christmas afternoon. They're reaching for the remote. They want to find a decent film. They're going to end up with a feature about Marmite games. <laughs> but before they reach over there, did we miss anything? Do you, dear listener, have an opinion or take on the news that we missed? If so, Tom, time to roll up the sleeve and show us that tattoo that you're embarrassed about 15 years ago. But it paid off. We got the web domain and we're all good. How would they get in? To, uh, how would they interact with us? You can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com, as a few of you do, or mm. direct messages like most of you do on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we better do a quick call to arms this week. So please, please tell your friends, your family, oh, is this anyone. The beg? This is the beg. Doing okay. it right now. We'll do the beg. Leave us five star if you think we're five star. Of course you do. No. Of course you do. Leave us five star. Else, Mumsy, yeah. that character that Tom wanted, completely whitewashing out the show. She might be whitewashed out the show in the Christmas special. Don't like a plane falls on the bunker. Oh, here we go. Let's build the anticipation. They're going to listen to every episode just to get as much Mumsy as they can before we kill her off. Like, like we teased the feature last week, and then it's a different feature. Yeah, but dude. It's coming. It's in the works. Are they not allowed to tease the new Star Wars? There's a few films out in the cinema before it comes out. <laughs> Good point. Come Good on. Point. Good point. Come on. We're too harsh on ourselves, we, aren't we? We're a much bigger media platform than that. We've got many different things that we can rock and roll. So where are we going with this? We are going... You're doing the beg. Yeah, the beg. Stay focused. Stay focused. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't run. Don't run. Where are we sending them then? Well, we want them. To go to every single site that we're on and like and share and do all that good stuff. So Twitter, I think we're on Twitter. Sometimes I forget. We're on Instagram. Someone's going to have to dedicate um, a couple of tins of Monster Energy drink, the only thing that survived the apocalypse. (laughs) Chain James to the 486 gaming PC and make him upload all the the outstanding content to... um, Outstanding as it's not on there yet. Not that it's amazing. Content onto YouTube. Yes. Well, the fans like it. The YouTube? Just the content. I think they'll... I think visually there's no video, but it's... Well, this is the man who wanted a picture, but then last week of his T-shirt, not my face. I've listened back to that. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. It's like, not my face, not, not my face, not, not, but not my face. It was almost like someone on the Cook Report, like Roger Cook's like, have you been scamming people with like dodgy t-shirts? And you're like, not my face, not my face, Roger, I've got to work with this face. I don't yes. want people to recognise me in my local little. Asda. Sorry, Get the Farmerton's law right. Gone. Farmerton was half demolished to make way for a megaplex Asda that's normally got three cars in the car park. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. We will fill that car park with characters one day. Not when you land the plane on them on Christmas. (laughs) And Ponsabroy. I showed Ponsabroy the Excel spreadsheet for the money we'd need to make the Christmas special. 90% is your wages. The other 10% is on sound effects. (laughs) Even better. I thought he was going to have another heart attack. (laughs) Not not Heart attack or heart attack. No, no. (laughs) After Neil's disastrous showing down at the village hall last week. Yeah, what happened there? I heard it kicked off. 
really? just came into town. Kicked really? him out. Yeah, Rolf Harris back on the scene. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Tom, he was an artist that was on children's TV. Oh, we're still recording, are we? We didn't edit that No, out. we didn't, no. Okay. Well, I think we best move on. Guilty till proven innocent. <laughs> Guilty, then. <laughs> We're PG. There's no swearing. It's just on the edge. Yeah. It's the Simpsons at best. They'd make a Harris joke. Yeah. They'd make worse. Can we just... Can we just, like... I, I like the village to be a nice place. So can, like, a hitman come... We've just made this all... Hitman, or maybe you could... A hitman te- came. Why don't we let him be a temporary resident till Christmas? No, no, no. This needs to be put to bed now. Neil Buchanan paid oh, a hitman. so outraged. He's going to know. Neil Buchanan paid a hitman to come along. Rolf's been taken out. Oh, that's in the law. Yeah, that Seconds. is the law. So desperate for it to be clean. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let's get to the feature and see how many people we can upset between here and when I call it a day on this godforsaken show. Video game Marmite feature. Welcome to this week's feature. We talk divisive games. Games you love, others hate. Or games you hate... Others love. As always, you guys got in touch to share those treasured or not-so-treasured memories. Now, before we launch into a, a wax lyrical piece that I'm going to have to confess Shu, Shuhei Yoshida has paid us for, the fluff piece for Death Stranding, mm. should we read out the listeners' comments? What do you think? Could do, yeah. Is that what you want to do? Are you with me? I mean, I bought yeah. you a triple espresso. I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm Still just wondering whether it's a good idea. Yeah, let's read those out first for their choices of yeah. Marmite games. And then they can stop listening. Games they love, but others hate. Mm. First up, Boba Loba. Here he is. Uh, I can't pick out a particular game. Why don't we, why, you know, normally we walk people in as something based around the feature. Why don't we walk them in as our favourite spread on toast? Go for it. So who's Boba Loba then? His uh, strawberry jam. Is he? Is. Easy. Sweet. Yet safe bet for you. Yes. We're going to see the very depths of your spreadable on toast oh, product you knowledge. you do not we... even know the depths of spreadables, <laughs> I, I know. So are we, are we in agreement now that Marmite's a spreadable? Yeah. Absolutely. It's not a condiment. No, okay, I, I agree. It's Bring some of that Marmite in here on the side of Enough plate. Marmite talk, because we must be confusing people very much. I hate to tell you this, but there's probably three or four pages dedicated to Marmite. Is there? Okay. <laughs> we best get rattling then. Boba Labour, I can't pick out a particular game, but I've never got into any RTS games. I've tried a few, but never found one I enjoy. Talking of Death Stranding, though, not having a PS4, I've started watching a playthrough on YouTube, and it looks really interesting. I've watched the first hour, and I have so many questions. Looking forward to watching more. I've done that with a few games that I haven't been able to get access to. That I've been curious about. Just yeah. have a little look, see what the crack is. I don't tend to do where Boba Loba's watched it from the start. I'm like the new Gears. I just kind of just went somewhere in the middle of the story and just had a bit of a gander at what it was actually like. Right. Uh, anyway, he says he doesn't like RTS games. Much <coughs> like yourself. oh he's got me there hasn't he the hardcore Um, listeners will know they will Um, but he's been watching this playthrough of Death Stranding I I spoke to him this week and uh, I asked him if he had any questions please send them in and we would look to answer them but he's like no no I want to I want to explore it vicariously myself through this guy Mm. fair enough enjoy who we got next 
Well, slithering in like a loaded knife of Nutella, Tom, it's King Lizard. I love Rye, son of Rome. I went safe, didn't I? I'm a bit worried about what my next pick's going to be if you pick Marmalade. It's like Family Fortunes, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God, what's the last one going to be? Anyway, King Lizard, I love Rye, son of Rome. Being a big hack and slash fan and having all those different ways of dispatching your enemy is amazing. Clapping emoji, clapping emoji, fire, fire emoji. Graphically, it's an amazing game with a good campaign. Totally underrated in my book. Fire, 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 fire emoji. He's into that. Did you play that? You were an Xbox no, One I, man? Did you have Rise? No, because it was a launch title. I picked up the Xbox One, as many listeners know, I think a year after launch. So I, I never really got to play that. It does look wicked, like, graphically. That'd it's, like it's a real shit. CEX, you just left it. I think if we, we'd have got in the 360 mindset when we'd have been bimbled down on Xbox One launch, we'd have been picking that up. Rise. Yeah. I, th- I think it's underrated just from looking at the videos of it. Another one. It's the cameo of games. It is. Uh, next up, comic pictures rolling Cal- in. Ca- cameo elements of power. It's like that. That wow factor of like... I suppose some of those textures were pretty good day one, week one of 360, weren't they, on cameo? Mate, all the launch games are great. Hmm. The ones we got, anyway. I think you played them all. Condemned was good. Yeah. I'd actually... I'm going to stand here and say, I think the 360 launch was probably my most satisfied launch as a gamer. I felt sat there, I felt like the cat that got the cream. I really hope, because usually launches aren't that great. There's usually one or two good titles, if that. I really hope with PS5 and Xbox, they just go for it. Just The timing feels right, that they, they both can knock out some good sequels um, to launch the consoles with, so... We'll see. Uh, next up, Comic Pictures 79, rolling in like uh, Cunningham's potted beef. <laughs> you spread that, do you? <laughs> I do. Spread I'm that all over. Very schoolboy going forward now. I think Tomb Raider is way better than Uncharted. Bold, that is. And I also think Columns is better than Tetris. Forza is better than GT, Gran Turismo. But then I also love Jet Set Radio and Space Channel 5. I think Kojima games are pants. Better turn off now for this feature then. Uh, Dark Souls isn't that hard till Journey 5. I think Skyrim is better than Zelda. Link to the Past excluded. I think Night is the best Arkham game. I agree with you on that one. Oh, and the prequel Star Wars movies are trash. Which one's Night? The one that came on the new cons? The yeah, the cons third stuff. one. People don't like the Batmobile, but I think they worked it as best as they could in that world. I think it's actually quite good. The story is awesome in Night. Like, Night was okay, but the one I had most fun with and felt most sort of Batman-y in was, was the first Arkham Asylum. That's just personal opinion. Though. Yeah, I remember about. going to pick up Arkham City. I was, like, really excited to play that, and I literally just hammered it, played it so much from start to finish. But if, looking back now, I think Night is the strongest game. It's like an amalgam amalgamation of all the good things of the previous two well three titles because obviously they did that um, another company did that uh, mm. Arkham Origins mm. you that had a really that? good thing with the boss fights they were excellent yeah. other than that it's a bit, a little bit weak compared to the others very weak who we got next Tech Mike Ruse do you know what he likes on his toast Tom he just likes a little bit of unsalted butter it's technically a spreadable part, isn't it? Hey? Yeah. Look yeah, at yeah. you. He kept it simple. Kiss. 
Tech Mart Reviews, what's he got to say? for? He says, I would have to say, one of the games I loved back in the day, this is, this is a game I always intrinsically tie into December 1999, New Year's Party at your house with Mumsy. Ah... Uh. I would have to say one of the games I loved back in the day was DK64 for the N64. This game gets a lot of negativity and I've never understand why. My siblings and I used to play this game a ton. We would take turns on the single player and loved the multiplayer. I forgot I had a multiplayer. Apart from the DK rap, I don't think that hurt anybody. I think it was an excellent game. It's pretty tough as well. Oh, yeah. Lot well, it wasn't a lot of bang for your buck. It it wasn't tough. It was a test of your patience. <laughs> Maybe more like a dark. Not, I'm not saying it's Dark Souls. I love the fact that they expanded the Kong family and they each had their own abilities, different weapons, mm-hmm. and uh, I, yeah, I thought it was really well done. Great I, game. I, I loved it, and every time I ever play it, I feel like I'm about to turn it off and go to yours. Okay. That vibe, that whole yeah. N64. WrestleMania 2000. Although the next month I shopped it all up the road for a Dreamcast, a demo disc, and a copy of Sonic Adventure. Sold your soul. So every every console iteration, apart from until I've been a proper grown up, I've had to sell my soul to get on board. Well, coming out of the river like fresh uh, salmon pate, Finster Gamer. Fresh row eggs. I was in a local game store a few weeks ago and we were talking about what we've been playing recently. The guy actually laughed at me when I said I've been playing loads of Overcooked. I loved it. I don't care who knows. It's frantic, hilarious catch co-op experience that has you properly working as a team or screaming at each other in anger. You feel like the dog's danglers when you nail it as a team. Finster Gamer. I'd liken him to be a mega fan. Do you think he rolls into his local video game store and plays podcasts? He just like goes to the guy, leads on the camera and goes... What have you been playing? <laughs> I'd hope so. I hope so. <laughs> uh, he's in there. It's nice that... I mean, we get this in our local video game stores in Farmerton, down at Finster Games. He went down his own store and asked them what they've been playing. We don't want to put too much lore into this real-world comment, Tom, because it's all going to fall apart. Um, now we arrive at the section I like to call Marmite Gate, an insight into the community, Tom. It all went off. Now, because we've got worldwide listeners, Chronicles of Gamer said, excuse good fellows, what is Marmite? And you responded, a spread. So earlier today, you admitted that it was a spread. <laughs> you could put on toast or bread, uh, etc. People either love You know or hate those it. monkeys with the clapping symbols? Yeah. They're like wind up ones. Yeah. That's if you want an insight into the mind and workings of me, that is it. Once, <laughs> once again, just writing down all the things the bigger voice said and say them in your own voice. <laughs> and Vince the Gamer responds to you with, it's gross, it is what it is. It's basically like eating tar. Oh, there's a man who hates it then. Yes, very much. Chronicles of Gamer finds that hilarious, but look out, because Comic Pictures 79 weighs in with it's a thick yeast-based gravy. But it doesn't taste like gravy. It tastes like, well, actually, I don't know what it tastes like, but it smells like bottom. Uh, Finster Gamer 
thinks that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Probably got to edit that out. But then we've got uh, Comic Pictures saying, I genuinely don't think there's an equivalent product in America. You have to possess that uniquely British type of self-loathing to even consider eating something that foul. My response to Comic Pictures was, I hate myself and I love Marmite. <laughs> it seems like Chronic- uh, Chronicles of a Gamer wants to come all the way over to London uh, on a vacation again so we can try out this famous Marmite stuff. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. What? Well, let's, let me make more promises we'll probably never keep. Oh, I can't wait. In the next uh, loot chest, when we finally get round to doing one for the pick of the month, mm-hmm. might be Christmas time for this loot box, we'll chuck in a um, pot of Marmite. Don't forget, your only contribution to this next loot box is some Marmite. Okay. Oh, I'll tell you what. Who won the... Who's the current champion? Radbash Gaming. We need to send Radbash Gaming a signed piece of the script. Before you go, before you slip off in your stretch limo... Yep. ...from Lionel's limos. Yeah, Lionel Blair has to do limos at night time because <laughs> there's not a lot of law to practice in the village. Uh before you slip off we need to sign that and then I need to send that to the good old US of A okay um, anyway Chronicles of, there's a little insight has, has he chose his print yet that's all delivered done excellent well it's on it's way yeah he's got a long way to go hasn't it is um, Kevin the courier he's <laughs> he looked at the address and he was like crikey mate I've got to buy a boat I thought it was going by Hercule Air <laughs> who's that Hercule the, he's a uh, Greek <laughs> delivery man. Line up, get behind Newton for people that we can kill off at Christmas. <laughs> Holy <laughs> hell. Why are you writing the, the plane, plane, why are you writing the, the script in red? The plane crash needs impact, so we've got to get some more characters out in. Thousands dead. In between now and Christmas, we've got to come up with 998 two-bit characters that we're just going to kill. Well... Minus another one, oh. because Mumsy's going to bite the bullet as well. She won't. Unless well, the, unless the fans demand she lives. If you'd have been thinking, like the cerebral assassin you are, you might have mentioned in the beg, Mumsy, let's start a campaign. Fans, if you want to see Mumsy continue in the show, between now and Christmas, we want free Mumsy. You know, like Deirdre Barlow had the free Deirdre and all that machine <laughs> yeah. nonsense. We want the same for Mumsy. We want Mumsy, free Mumsy. We want Instagram posts of, like, free Mumsy, the Mumsy one, all that. We need <laughs> Mumsy to live. If I don't see Retro Gamer Thomas posting with a picture that he's drawn on crayon of a picture of Mumsy begging for her to stay in the show, Christmas time, tune in, because she's going she's gonna to be at the very epicentre of a 747 career and out the sky because of lack of maintenance because your weekend job you were a little bit distracted playing Switch when you should have been lubricating the undercarriage mm-hmm. of the 747 always slacking off anyway we've meandered all over the goddamn place Tom but now he's cleared up what Marmite is Chronicles of Gamer is going to wade in now Chronicles of Gamer is what I would call a thick cut Marmalade jam. Mm. Is it a marmalade jam or is it a marmalade? No. You can have marmalade jam if you want. No, I don't think you can. I think we'll just call it marmalade. Anyway, he's one of those real nice expensive ones. You know, like a 
Robinson's finest. Mm -hmm. Chronicles of Gamer. Well, Shadow of War was a huge disappointment for me. Mad Max was extremely underrated. Batman Arkham Knight was lackluster. Conan Exiles was a piece of turd. Mar Is that suitable? It's fine. Apple, the Apple guys, give me the thumbs up. It's completely fine to say turd in a PG podcast. Marvel's Spider-Man was everything Arkham Knight should have been, and it was fantastic. Oof. Detroit Become Human was boring. Horizon Zero Dawn was great. I enjoyed Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey. Hellblade, Sensor's Sacrifice. Hmm, I presume that was very mediocre or wasn't very mediocre. I, maybe a typo on my behalf. Apologies, Chronicles of the Gamer. He says Mafia 3 was pathetic and the medieval remake is awesome. Interesting. Do you agree with any of that? Some of that? All of that? None of that? What's your thoughts on Chronicles of the Gamer? Some of that and not some of that. Shadow of War. Is that that Mordor Shadow of War? Yeah. They look awesome games. They're great. I've, I've like watched both. someone play a lot of that, but I've not played it myself. So the sequel, which I believe is... Uh, Cross-platform. Cross-gen, isn't it? Yeah, it's suffered from like this scandal of... You, you either had to grind a ridiculous amount or you had to get your wallet out and buy some... What? Shadow of War suffered from that? Mm. I've not... The person I've watched play it, have they took all that out now? Is the one you've watched... The person playing the one where you can take the fortresses. Yeah, I think the so. Yeah, that's yeah. the sequel. Um, yeah, it's a shame they did that, really. But I don't know. Maybe the grime wasn't as bad as people said. Okay. Now, what sort of spread is this guy? In fact, let's face it. This guy. He's mushed up microchips on toast. That's exactly what I was thinking. Who is it? As if they don't know already. Retro Gamer The Thomas. man who's going to post a post on his story of a picture of a crayon drawing of Mumsy saying, free Mumsy. Maybe a little tear in his eye? Maybe. That's going to drive people to the page. I don't know. A grown or man crying. Away. Over or drive him away. Come on. I will go and check that out. Okay. Retro Gamer Thomas. You gonna, are say? you going to put the words in his yeah. mouth or shall I? I will. I have to admit that a game that nearly everyone hated I actually really enjoyed playing with my mates and that's Tony Hawk's 5. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was a bit glitchy and the graphic style wasn't everyone's cup of tea but I thought it was uh, beautifully simplistic. Go online with your mates and try and complete challenges. I think the people that complained about the game were the EA Skate generation and hadn't played or grew up with original Tony Hawk series. I thought it was just a good arcade skateboard game. Retro Gamer Thomas. T anyone? Oh, what's in there? And he's got like a copy of Tony Hawk's 5 jammed in the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my head went at that point. Mark Garage Game Mark dot garage dot gamers, Tom. Mm -hmm. He is... What is he? He's... You know that marshmallow stuff they call fluff that you spread on toast? Oh, yeah. Boom. Boom. Caught you slipping. Mark dot garage dot gamers likens himself to a piece of marshmallow spreadable. That's their name now. I'm in. I choose Far Cry 2 PS3. You must be a fan of this. My yeah. favourite game. I think this did pretty well with the critics. However, I couldn't get to grips with it. The weapons just didn't work long enough, so I had to pick up others during a shootout whilst being pelted with bullets. Adding to the fact you had malaria, so taking medication at regular points just frustrate, frustrated me. I still have the game and I've London number three, which I still play through a little now and then. So should I go back to it after all these years to keep up the good work, fellas? Uh, and he also goes on to say, I remember from a previous episode, you enjoyed it. 
Hence the Marmite game. See, we don't all. We really like skip when listeners round. actually remember more than we do about our own show. I think they all remember more than we do about the show. Definitely. Probably the law. Mark.GarageGamers, did you like Far Cry 2? Yeah, I did. We both played it at the same time, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, I really good. liked it. Yeah. I like the fact it was slowed down and realistic, but Mark.Garage. Mm. And we'll get to this when we get to Death Stranding. We okay. like boring games. <laughs> Next up, coming in with a big old dollop of Reese's peanut butter spread. Ooh, God. The barrel's dry and we've got one more to wheel out. I'm <laughs> nervous. I'll just hit you with a Ric Flair. Boom! Low blow. Oh. Okay, Doogie McBain. I have to go with the game I talk about all the time, of course. Shenmue. I couldn't get enough of this game. I loved the first one so much that I must have completed it 20 times before I even attempted Shenmue 2. I can see why this game was loved by folk, but also hated by folk. The voice acting was awful. The controls were awkward. The waiting about to be at a certain place at a certain time can be really boring. But these are things I love. I never felt so involved in a game before. I love this game so much I even let my wife tattoo the logo on my arm. I cannot express how excited I am for Tuesday when I finally I get my hands on Shenmue 3. I hope she's a tattooist. I do. <laughs> I, um, I, it's nice when we get a comment like this because we feel about that way about certain games and that excitement for a long-standing series, new entry, and this one has certainly been a long wait coming, hasn't it? I was going to say, I can't wait to get my go in the mic hole because I'm going to tell you, this game, we've been waiting a long time. Yeah. I've grown a 60-foot long beard waiting for this game. <laughs> Much like your... My hair on my face has grown down and your hair has grown up 60 foot in the air when you move on. <laughs> anyway, I said to all the show, said, this is awesome, dude. A Shenmue specialist coming, so that should give you something, dear listeners and Doogie, to look forward to. Doogie's very excited about that. Oh, yes, cannot wait. Do you do that thing when uh, you get that big release you've been waiting for of the new title in the What's new series? What's that thing? I don't know. So when Breath of the Wild came out, I would when I want playing it, I'd be watching YouTube videos about it or buying the magazine about the Zelda series. And you're just all encompassing. Played Metal Gear Solid Five. went and bought like the this thick magazine from WH Smith where it went through all the games and the, the lore and the history and I've still got again. that yes I have if you'd like to borrow it mine so you can get caught up mine mine <laughs> um, so yeah it's it's exciting isn't I it? don't think anyone else does that I think Do you're not. like well, let's, talk, let's talk about Red Dead and what you bought off the back of that you bought Oil Lantern yes uh like Navajo throw for the room. Yeah. Yeah. Topped uh, up the whiskey collection. Yeah. Yeah. A, a cowboy hat, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't write this. This is genuinely legitimate real stuff that you went and bought off the back of that game. Yeah. Anything else? If I could, I'd have bought a repeater carbine, but you can't buy them in this country unless they're like decommissioned. And then do you want to tell the listeners... Oh, a knife you... as well. Knife. Bowie knife. Yeah, I saw that. I was going to bring that up. But one more thing before you slip off, out, off the leash. Do you want to tell the listeners what you turned up in today, or shall I <laughs> Oh. 
Do you want... You, I can see you reveling in the excitement of telling this. Go for it. So we know Tom's famous. No, should we close out the thing? Because uh, we haven't even talked about the game that we thought was my Yeah, mind. so we'll, we'll, we'll tie into that with your thoughts on what I turned up yeah. in today. <laughs> so okay. let's close out with sending what? us to the bri- bridge. Harvey Retro. Harvey what Retro. sort of spread is he? Is it my turn? Yeah, I've done He's you dirty there. Oh, Tom, what is he? Come up with a spread. See what Harvey Retro is. I love him. No, he can't be Marmite, can he? I just don't know. He's a seriously strong cheddar spread. Wow, it's Philadelphia cheese. He's not strong. He's just ever present. He says, sorry, Harvey Retro. If you'd have been, if you weren't closing the show out, you'd have been something strong like Reese's. But <laughs> sending us to the bridge, so we've literally ran the cupboard dry. Harvey Dot Retro. He says my favourite Marmite game has to be a game I've mentioned before, Alien Isolation. This game was definitely Marmite. Very mixed reviews. So I remember IGN giving it a really low rating, but others praised it highly. For me, with this one, maybe being a fan of the original 1979 movie and the pace of that film helped understand that dramatic tension and the slow burn effect were incredibly important for this and knowing it'll all be worth it when you're plunged into the terrifying threat later on. Once again, proving that I had no attention span with that game, apart from looking at the stuff and going, oh, this is just like the film. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that probably uh, denotes where my brain's at. When it's just you and the Xenomorph, it knows your every move. The whole place is in flames and the self-destruct timer is counting down and your heart is racing. That was the magic of the first film and that's what they were going for. And they nailed it, in my opinion. That's it from me. Looking forward to the show raise hands emoji well the only person that's getting raised hands is us to you Harvey Retro awesome work and thank you as always to all the fans that got in touch to share with us their yeah, thank divisive you much. games Tom Death Stranding released November 2019 is the first game by Kojima Productions it's from the director Hideo Kojima and his fledgling studio the aforementioned Kojima Games after their disbandment from Konami in 2015 the game is set in the United States during the aftermath of the eponymous Death Stranding, which caused destructive creatures from a realm between life and death to begin roaming Earth. Players control Sam Bridges, motion-capped and captured as Norman Reedus, a.k.a. Daryl from The Walking Dead, a courier tasked with delivering supplies to the fractures, fractured and isolated colonies that remain and reconnected them via a wireless communications network. Metacritic of the game, which is rather strong, 83%. But critics' reviews range from the perfect tens to 40%. The user reviews are equally as divisive. Tom. So, just so the fans can understand where you're at about this game, today you walk through the front door of the bunker wearing a blue <laughs> anorak with the hood up. It had this, the proper peak as well. With you know, a peak. The peak. With orange accents. Where have we seen that before? Play the game, live the game. <laughs> <laughs> so the time fall outside, so I had to. You went to suit up, suit bag up. Yeah, right. What's your thoughts of this game? Is it well, marmite for you, or do you just love the goddamn taste of this stuff? So I'll get to 
like my weight to dislike. If you're listening and you're panicking that, oh my God, I ain't had time to play this because I've been away and I know it's sat there waiting for me when I get back, we're not going to go past the first three chapters. And we will, if you don't want to have this spoil in any way whatsoever, and I would say the best thing you could do is go into this game blind, right, Tom? Yes. Maybe skip forward to listen to Stingray. And yeah, then when you've that's a done the first three chapters of the game, which should take you roughly about 20 hours, come back, knock on the door, get in the feature, listen to all the divisive games, and listen to me and Tom waffle on about this game for 10 or 15 minutes. That long? At Very best. well. Let's hope we've got enough content for that. Uh, yeah, pretty mind blowing to start with. Let's talk them through that start. Yeah. The camera pan and the music is the one I'm thinking of most of all. I'm thinking of you bezzing along on the bike because the rain's coming. This is cutscene. This, yeah, this is cutscene, but in-game graphics engine. He gets to a sort of bit of an edge of a cliff and he's thinking, oh, I can make that jump because animal, all the animals are like fleeing this time shower, which in turn brings these otherworldly... Um, elements, baddies, baddies, which are called BTs. Mm -hmm. Um, He makes a jump just, um, and then is this where it cuts into gameplay? Well, you You see a character and you swerve, don't you? Yeah, that's it. You see Fragile, um, the female character played by Leia Sado, uh, motion captured. And you end up in this cave in the time for... She kind of shows what the time for does. It ages your skin, and I think Sam's got a slight wound there as well. Well, from... it, it doesn't just age your skin, it ages everything it touches. You see, yeah. you see plants yeah. go through a life and death cycle in yeah, front yeah. of you really yeah. quickly, and you see lots of interesting things going on. But I think for me, it was after <laughs> that point where you walk out the cave and this awesome song plays, and it's a, you're just journeying, and it doesn't so, say you need to go here, just leaves you. You kind of follow the right path because your natural instinct is... The bit, I mean, the bit for me that really blew me away, there's, there's nice touches and overall you're kind of giving that sort of over warm glow of the whole thing. But the thing that blew me away is, and I've been thinking about this quite a bit, in open world games to this point, they've all been sort of varying gradients, but everything's kind of smoothly moulded into the next bit. Red Dead's a fantastic game, mm. but a lot of the scenery is very sort of flows into the next bit. Although it looks like there's a texture that says, oh, this is rough terrain. Yeah. You don't always get the impression that you really struggling to counter any of it, is there? There's no like, this is arduous to get over this bit, or this is hard work to get around this set of circumstances. You just sort of, I think in Red Dead, within reason, you could walk out of a town, pick an area on a map, turn your character towards it, push forward, and you mm. keep going, and you will eventually get there. Yeah, for sure. Not so in Death Stranding. You can trip over a pebble. Yeah. Um, one of the things really impressed me early on is on that journey to your first um, facility, or whatever they are, well, they are facilities uh, where people are in hiding or living underground awaiting deliveries from the, the couriers. He does like a... I don't know, you've probably do it, done it as a kid or you come to like rocks at a similar sort of level but there's a gap in between. You do that stepping stone thing and sort he just did that. The, yeah, like the zigzag yeah. stepping stones. And he did that like animation and just naturally walking up to them. I just thought that was real cool. Like yeah, I also thought... Little like, subtle touches like that. The first time I've played a game as well where 
I mean, basically, I'm not even going to deny it. I know it's not going to be a lot of people's cup of tea because it's very yeah. slow-paced. We said it before, is this, yeah. it was right <clears throat> up my wheelhouse. I like games like No Man's Sky. I like to take my time. I like to build the lore in my head rather than let the game do it for me. Yeah. I know this has got plenty of lore, but in between the deliveries, you're kind of living in this guy's mind space. Yeah. And it's the, as far as a hiking stroke walking simulator is concerned, you literally are looking maybe six to ten feet ahead of your character and you're kind of picking subtle paths. Like, you can't go in a straight line. You've got to pick a meandering path yeah. through the different... And they're not trees and they're not great big rocks, but they're just small cuts in the ground. Sometimes you see a well-worn path you can get on and then you break off that and you down a gradient and it's a little bit rocky and you kind of slip in and you're trying to get control of yeah. yourself. Uh, it's just the, the level of detail and the mun- mundanity. That shouldn't really be a recommendation for you, a game. But You made a good point when we first talked about it earlier in the week after both playing the first opening hours of it was so refreshing to not click a crosshair at a target and shoot mm. all the normal gamification I've said it before off air to you why do video games always have to involve and even ones where you're like oh that doesn't happen in Mario no you're killing people in Mario why do they always have why do games always boil down to the most simple mechanic of killing other game characters <laughs> why it's, yeah, it's a good point. Why does a game have to be killing? Mm. I'm all for it. You know, you know, as a gamer, my body count must be higher than retro <laughs> gamer Thomas's. I mean, Paul Potts nervous around me, <laughs> but you know, in reality, life's not like that. And and it was refreshing to play three hours into a game and there be a gameplay loop that didn't involve the killing of another NPC. Yeah, I mean, he set out to make a new genre, and you'd argue a little bit. It is. Well, it's on the back of the box if they look. Yeah, it is. Postal worker, sim- postal worker simulator with childcare issues. <laughs> Quote, unquote, unofficial controller podcast. It's down in the legal blur. Is it? Yeah, but okay. it's there. We got, we made it. Hideo said he would do it. Is and it? by God yeah. damn it, he did it. Mm. Man of his word. <laughs> so, yeah, you progressed... You get to this first facility and a lot of the game games like early lore and story explanation are put in front of you. It gives you more questions than it gives you answers and it's still doing that now. Well, my GF wandered into me playing it yeah, and I stopped her, I said, because she's a gamer. Yeah. I stopped her and said, you're going to have lots of questions. I don't know the answer to any of them. No. So don't ask. So moving on from that for me... Really, really enjoying just the like the. How many hours have you played? Probably around ten, ten and a half. Is that oh god? I feel bad. I've been away and I've smashed twenty into it. Have plus, you? Plus. Okay. So um, I've reached. I have to confess, I've reached a point in the game where that marmite. It's gone a little sour. Yeah. The difficulty curve. I mentioned to you this before. I've was on the difficulty curve. And then I got to this section and it just went straight up like a MiG-29 fulcrum. Do you feel like you've been given appropriate tools to deal with that in the game? You've been... Like, it's not undoable. Yeah. But previous to this, it's felt like a cakewalk and it's now dropped you in. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's dropped you you in on your GCSE maths, hasn't it? Oh, God. Oh, God. 
like you're getting these um, S ranks through the missions you're doing the deliveries and I was like oh, this is dead easy and well, I was the same I think I'm waiting for that punch to the low, the low blow I did have a few moments in the early game where I kind of got I was foolish in with yeah. water and I had a few moments where I sort of got dragged off and lost a few <laughs> parcels and I was super frustrated and then returned those to the uh, yeah. distribution office and they're like what the hell is this <laughs> what crumpled up can what is um, this a couple of early highlights for me were your first main encounter with uh, the BTs and walking through that small woodland to the wind farm that was awesome um, and you see the, the squid like sort of creature mm. and the whole like it just floods the area with black uh, this black liquid that's that unlike a mechanic or a graphical effect I've ever seen in the game yeah before. certainly impressive and the only way is just like you are literally scrambling out just it's trying desperate. to get to the, at the end um, and then getting to the wind farm this is what I mean about the game needs for me to be played not tired and and sort of a good couple of hours at a time because otherwise this is definitely not pick up and play you need to put aside a few hours when you want to play it and Agreed. get lost in the the world it's created. Coming back from the wind farm, you realise you can then build generators and outside one of the first facilities is a motorbike or electric bike, which needs a generator to get it going. So the excitement, run over, get the motorbike going. It's a rusty heat, take it in the garage, get it sorted. The bike is awesome. If you're a fan of like that bike from the Manga Akira. It's nothing me, like that. It reminds me of that a lot. <laughs> when it goes into its boosted form where the front two wheels go into one I thought it looked quite similar oh, I don't really use it in boosted it uses too much battery oh, gotta go fast Sonic <laughs> no it's, uh, it was good highlight for me that okay. so far getting the bike well I can't wait till next week when I ask you what you've been playing you've done another 10 hours like, I hate it yeah so my closing thoughts on the dislikes I've reached that point where I just said last night I played it for probably half an hour, 45 minutes. I just felt like, oh, I'm not getting back into this. Um, and the delivery was quite difficult and there was enemies on me. And I was just like, oh, now I've got to go back where I've just delivered to, to the, yeah. uh, to the facility again. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't wear thin. And the story is really intriguing but there's a lot of pseudoscience in there and sort of... I don't want it... 40, we forget, games have to span, like, especially AAA tiles, they try and span as long a time as possible because mm. it's, it's an impressive feat to yeah. have on the, the roll call as to why your game is great. 40, 50 hours is hard to string a story out for. You got to think as well, like Red Dead, 40 to 50 hours, maybe 60 hours, was it? Something like that. Yeah. But there were all those distractions, cards, baths. Yeah. And yeah. you have a lot of support characters, whereas Death Stranding so far is quite a small main cast. Very small cast. And the people you deliver to outside of those other characters are, are very sort of... I think they're quite good for generic NPCs, aren't they? Yeah, they've, they've all got a little bit of Kojima about them. They're not just like random, yeah. Bethesda, <laughs> like... Oh, I took an arrow to the knee. I took an arrow to the knee, or worse. They, they're yeah. all played out in what I would call proper cutscenes. I think one of the cool things is, uh, you know the guy who... Um, 
we don't spoilers, so no words. Dies early on in the game. He's the uh, corpse disposal guy. Yes. Uh, you meet his brother, mm. and he's just like a NPC, and same he's quite NPC. yeah, <laughs> yeah. There must have been twin brothers. Yeah, uh, exactly. saving on a bit of budget there. I with, did laugh at that. Yeah, um, I thought that was quite cool. That they're just adding a little bit more backstory. It makes those deliveries worth it if you're doing it for someone like. Oh, I, I honestly, just... I think that you pick the parcel up, and you, like the first of all, you think, "Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that's going to be." And then you do the walk and you're like, well, I've got to be careful here. I don't want to fall over this and I'm falling over. Mm. I've got to sort myself out. I'm going to pick my good route and there's BTs there and mules there. I'm going to go round. I'm going to go side. I'm going to be sneaky. And once you've done that, you've got that sense of greatness. But then you kind of want to see what they're going to say. Yeah. So you're kind of hooked on the load up loop, the rollout loop and the unload mm. loop are actually quite hooky. And I'm stuck at a difficult part at the moment. And I... Um, do you know what's most? Do you know what I'll confess? What's most frustrating me about this situation I'm in at the moment is, I want to deliver the plumbing parcel, and I'm finding it difficult, and that's actually yeah. stopping me from taking taking away from my enjoyment. I want to walk unfettered. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to feel that every time I walk to a new area, there's a mule camp right in between us. Yeah, and there's a BT on the edge, so don't go round the side, else you're gonna have to. You got to pick yeah. the lesser of the two weeks. Yes, here. yeah, yeah. I think that's probably how it is gonna be for the remainder of of the game. He's been bra- very brave in some places, but he's been very old school game mechanic loop in others. Yeah, it's got its faults. So I'm not gonna say it's perfect, and I probably wouldn't say I'm as enjoying it as much so far as I did Red Dead. But that's that's um, saying a lot. If I was, because who's won some uh, tin pins? Yeah. Boba Loba. Yeah, he's doing well at the raffle he's, recently. He's done. Yeah, done very well. Um, yeah, closing comments. If you're on the fence, there's no other way to say it than you really need to play it for yourself. Yeah, because I'll... the opinions are so divisive. I just thought I'm going to buy it. If I hate it, I can trade it. If I like it, then great. I can play it and finish it. Do you, want, do you want my closing thoughts on it? Yeah, go for it. Dear listener, I can't recommend this game to you. I just can't. It depends. I can't just generically say, you're going to love this game, go yeah. buy it. I've got to say to you, I, can, I can't recommend this game, but I kind of can. I'm enjoying it a lot, mm. but it comes with these parentheses. Do you like walking simulators? Do you like Farming Simulator or other games like that? Do you like the mundanity of Yakuza where literally sometimes you're just walking from place to place and having to watch cutscenes? If you're slightly interested in that sort of slow, methodical, almost No Man's Sky, someone came in and watched me play it and asked me if I was playing No Man's Sky. Yeah. If you're, if you're into those games, definitely look it out. If you're expecting Metal Gear Stranding, you're out of luck. No, I mean, I have heard it gets more actiony towards the end, but I'm not fussed if it does, as long as... I just want that story to... Someone slaved over a 60-hour game, an old, I don't do spoilers, has gone and read about how the game ends. No, no, just... Not this no, time. no, uh, no, not at all. Um, just, like, the reviews saying towards, like, the last third of the game, the action side of it picks up a little bit more. That's as much as I know. It probably makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, Tom, is that the feature done? Yeah, we'll close out and say we really can't recommend it. You've got to try it for yourself. (laughs) So there's an unofficial controller one for the box.
It is. For the re-release. Yeah. We can't recommend this game. No. But we think you should try it. <laughs> Tom, listener Stingray, when the big man makes a house call, you'd better be ready. These guys got in touch to show us their pickups from Stingray's boot. You can too. Just hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram or Twitter or email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. It's all been a bit loose to boost this week, Tom. We've been very relaxed in our uh, putting yeah. together of the show, making of the show, recording of the show, contributing to the show. Absolutely. Hang on a minute. We've got Danny Plays says, I have a lot of unusual tastes and for some reason, stop, rewind, pause. Listener Stingray, hang on. We've got two loyal listeners have commented. A little late, but we want to squeeze them in. I have a lot of unusual tastes for some reason, says Danny Plays. I'm more drawn to more obscure games, but one game which is more well-known, I will always stand by, is Days Gone, here, here. Uh, I remember reading so much nonsense about it when it came out, but I totally disagree. I thoroughly enjoyed my playthrough. The story was engaging. The atmosphere was great. I liked the combat. Foggy on toast. Far Cry, all of them. I've seen the franchise get so much hate. It's just a reskin version of the last game. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I love it. Give me all the skin. Also a big fan of the Gregory Horror picture show game from PS2. It's so bad it's good. Oh, can't disagree with you there, Foggy on Taste. And thank you always, always, uh, to the listeners for their contributing. Mm. Danny Plays, first time she's in the feature top. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? And good I do news. believe we've had Foggy on Toast in before, so welcome back, good old Foggy on Toast. And now we're going to go, Tom... Just First explain up. to the listeners how they might follow this meandering story on Instagram. Yeah, so uh, pick up your phones, go onto Instagram if you have it, put in hashtag Stingray's boot and click on recent and you'll see all the entries in the boot this week. First up, double dipping like a hero. He's Finster Gamer, man of his word. He's gone and got a picture of a tip of Marmite. He's not just gone on Google Images to get this, Tom. He's literally gone down his local supermarket, slapped a picture in the boot of some Marmite. Yes. I think Mumsy likes that. Who's next? Sharaban. He's out of his deathbed. Let's... Don't... Sharaban? Sharaban. Sharaban. Get well it. soon, Sharaban. You're back with us in the land of the living. He's got a uh, whole mix of some of this uh, Japanese nonsense here. I don't even know what it is, I'm going to confess. Tom, any clues? Uh, I'm afraid not, no. Okay, well, someone's going to put us right. Look, Sharaban himself will. Instead of looking at pictures, Tom, put your glasses on and read. I'll Space get readers on. Sheriff. Uchi KG Collection. Good old Sharaban. Uh, Sega Junkie with some very mint-looking copies of Sega's Night Trap. The original one and then a re-released version in German there. That's nice to see. Stuck in the past lane, a guy who does Polaroid pictures. Well, I've never heard of this. What's the story here, Tom? Well, he he, uh, he has a Polaroid-style <laughs> photo. He, this week it's California <laughs> Games. Trying to get rid of the winter blues, he says. And what's he written? You've forgotten the name. Dreaming. Main. Why would that be good? No idea. California might... Dreaming. Oh. that. It's maybe best that I announce those and you act all shocked and nonplussed. Probably so. <laughs> My Gaming Space, what's he planning on doing? 
He's got a, a new fan for his PS2 and he's picked up a new shell for his Game Boy. He's got a fun pack weekend, uh, weekend plans, my game in space. I suppose you better put that next Sega Junkie thing in. Sega Junkie's yeah. gone out there. He's, he's, he's ponied up and he's bought himself a Master System demo cabinet. Uh, the European demo unit that holds five cartridges and it even looks like it utilises the Master System's joystick as its control input. It's fascinating, that. Well Next done, Sega up, Junkie. We've got the current reigning champion, Radbash Gaming. Radbash Gaming. He's picked up uh, what I guess is an enemy from Spyro. Uh, a nasty mark. Yeah. With a G and a GN. I like what they've done there. Oh. No, he doesn't retro know about magnet. Sharaban's poorly, and you're not even willing to bend your own rules for one of the loyalist listeners. Oh dear, retro Nished. magnet. He's bought. He's got nearly every transformer ever made. Uh, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, and the Mystery Machine as well. Mm-hmm. Nice work, retro magnet. Sega Junkie's so happy with his thing. He's put it in twice, three times, nay five. Welsh Game Hunter promoting the channel. We love you, Welsh game. Thank you very so much for thank that. Thank you for that. The the silent majority that when they power up and come to, the show can reach heights it's never reached before. So get behind it. Remember, free mumsy. Hashtag free mumsy. Hashtag free mumsy. Uh, well, the big man's here. He's cooking up a storm of uh, 634 degrees. My goodness gracious me. He's got a le- legendary world of Zelda... Booklet or magazine? I'll tell you what, Daddy Zilla must have no eyebrows left operating at those temperatures. Uh, He's got Pokemon Tournament on the Wii U and Darksiders 2 on 360. That's a good title. Good game. Some other shovelware in there. Retro Visions with some sort of fold-out joystick. Uh, Steering wheel rigmarole for the N64. Oh, he asked me for a recommendation. The only game I could think of that I've played as a racing game on there when I wanted a bigger boy's console and wanted Gran Turismo but had to settle for a Pony as hell GT Championship on the N64, which was actually good. There was nothing wrong with the way it controlled, so seek it out if you want to put that simulation steering wheel to good use. Have you seen what Retro Visions has got? Retro Visions was planning on sending that to me because I'm such a good boy. He's got the Death Stranding Collector's Edition. I would probably, if I didn't already owe my kidneys and half the intestines to the loyal fan base, I think Dugan McBain owns at least one of my kidneys and half of my liver. If I hadn't already promised those out to the loyal listeners, I'd be offering Retrovision every bit of offal in my body for that. (laughs) I bet you would. Uh, Someone who must have heard offal in my body and he's come knocking at the door. Look, Retro Gamer Thomas. He's got some of, fresh uh, pieces, fresh carcass there. He knows how to appeal to me. Throwing a UMD, guaranteed to make it on the show. So he's got a UMD of Harry Potter. I don't know if that's the game or the film. It looks like the game because it's got the joypad. Little joy, you know, the controller next to it. Smash, smash Squirt Tennis 3. I think so. you need to clear your search history next time you buy yeah. UMD Retro Gamer Thomas. But he's also got Astro Bot VR and he's got Back to the Future the Game. I think that's by Telltale Games. It is. Sega Junkie. Uh, we've Been seen in him already. Before, but he's got the Power Strike trilogy. Just back up. We took 10 seconds. It takes longer for you to shake your head. <laughs> There's us posting up the awesome picture by Comic Pictures 79 of Daddy Zilla and Devin Zilla, two of the loyalist. Members of the show. I like how Devin Zilla looks like a young Padawan. He does. 
I love that their art. likeness as well. Yeah, that's and great. The the Zillas, the actual god and uh, Zuki Zilla in the background there, they look incredible. Fantastic work. Um, do you know what? I offer up. I offer up a one-off special community chest to exceed the value of a T-shirt of the show from Comic Pictures on Etsy. And all you've got to do is buy a T-shirt off of him, put it on, take a picture of yourself and put hashtag Stingray's boot. The first person to do that, to appear in the boot, dripping in merch, is going to get a community chest that exceeds the value of the unofficial controller podcast merch. That sounds like a win-win. Good deal. Is it that we don't explain ourselves properly? Or is it they're like ten a penny merch giveaway? I am bothered. <laughs> Come on, guys. This is how we support you supporting us. We're like a bra. No, they're like our bra. Mm. Leave it there. You leave that there. <laughs> Critopedia up next with a picture of a real stingray. New listener or I, a confused <laughs> poster. You I, work it out. Yeah. Three stingrays. Back when I had stingrays, they were waiting for me to drop the food in. Got stingrays. Hashtag stingray selfie. Hashtag stingrays boot. Hashtag stingrays orange. Hashtag PC past stingrays. Hashtag stingray straps. Hashtag baby stingrays. Hashtag stingray standbar. Do you reckon he's gone on stingrays boot seen all this? Hashtag F-U-C-K stingrays. That man's desperate for some stingray action. <laughs> he is. Unless he's French actually, Connection stingrays. Is he procreating with those stingrays? Or is who he knows? saying he doesn't like stingrays? Yet next, he has three of them. Next, so we've got Game Boy Matty, who uh, did a great leaflet drop for us. Thank you very much. In one At shot, the, he did a literal leaflet drop. He did, yeah. I just His little antics around that show floor, who could not resist taking that flyer from that? And guess what? Someone he handed a flyer to is listening to this right now going, oh my God, this is like deja vu. I better get a t-shirt bought. Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, write the theme tune. Yeah, yeah. Are you done with boot? No. Uh, Anyway, Game Boy Matty has got some really nice prints of two uh, childhood classics, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a movie. And the first Ghostbusters, and also a Pac-Man banner. Mikhail Rep. it's the first time in the boot, so he hasn't had to put in a picture of his kid in the hope of getting featured on the show. His first post is one of That's awesome. Super Smash Brothers. He's took the time... Japanese version as well. ...to put the logos in the background. Very, very impressive stuff. Retro Visions, I think he's been in. So Ash's Game Room with a theme very park. mint copy of Theme Park on the PlayStation that was a good original. Game. Nice, that. Sega Junkie, in and out, the yin-yang, the The real liquid chalk. He's not listened to our recommendation, he's going to try it anyway, because he likes trucking simulators, so he's going (laughs) to love Death Stranding. I played for about four hours and it's amazing, the intriguing story, the landscape, the soundtrack, not to mention the cute BB. Have you started Death Stranding? What are your thoughts? Soothe BB, soothe, soothe BB. (laughs) The Barber Who Games, he's been and bought Death Stranding as well. Flip it over, why is no one flipping it over and showing the box quote? Uh, Superman on the Xbox on the Xbox what one's that the Man of Steel can it be any worse than Superman 64 only on Xbox as well though Tom they're (laughs) proud of that exclusive (laughs) Dragon Warriors 2 on the NES Duke Nukem on the 64 
What's that? Uh, oh, my eyes fail me, but it might be rock and roll racing, actually. And he's also got a copy of Duke Nukem on the Game Boy Advance as well. Yeah. Uh, does he tell us what he's bought? Duke Nukem, Dragon Warrior, also picked up Superman. Hmm. Next up, though. He Mega... mentions which game the other one was. Yeah. Not to worry. Mega right. Retro Geek. What's he got there, Tom? Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man on the Xbox, Game Boy Player, and a few GBA games to go with that. Call off the dogs because I've scared out the cat. Ozcat's here, look, Tom. Dot TV. He's been and bought Switch Lite. He's also been and bought... the Pokemon version as Once well. again... Stingray doesn't call at the bunker until he's offloaded at Ozcats. Ever a game. The springs literally beg to get This was to a week ago house. and he's got Jumanji. How? Yeah. It's in the boot today. Well, exactly. Same with Pokemon. Mikhail Rep pulling at my heartstrings. He's done some puce coloured flowers. He's been on. He's in. Boom. You snooze, you lose. My game in space. Death Stranding. We've done this because there's the Mega Jet. That's what they call Tom. The turn of the wheel. The full turn of the wheel. All these catchphrases. How many have caught on? None of them. Some of them, not all of them. Tom, it's time for a peek in what we affectionately call, hang on a minute, rewind. What am I doing? Last week I made the same mistake. We pay someone to type this nonsense every week. He's a work experience boy, but he does a pretty good job. That's all the dips in the boot for our listeners. Don't forget to hashtag Stingray's boot or email us for your pickups to be read out. Let's cut straight to the chase, Tom. Where's he been? What's he been doing this week? Do you think we should start adopting... You know, like last week he was Death Stranding and he was delivering stuff. He had Wayne Ray in a bottle with his own wee or possibly Tyson, yeah. weren't sure. What's your mummy mummy and I'll theme that round? Uh, what he's Fallen gonna- order. Okay, well, Stingray was out dumpster diving earlier this week and he stumbled across an absolute skipful of Phantom Menace merchandise, (laughs) fresh from 1999. (laughs) Do you remember that picture of Leonardo DiCaprio buying all of them Star Wars stickers? No. Mate, it's real... Do you know what? He should have been Anakin. He should have been... I thought Hayden Christensen was alright but he could have he could have he, he has that look about him especially in 1999 where he looked quite young for his age Yeah. so he could have played he could have ticked Lucas's box for having a kid on set and don't know yeah. why questionable and then he could have been the angsty teen in two and then probably a slightly plumper chap in three Yeah. with some heel raises on and uh, a big hair you know I'm seven foot I thought he's real. He's quite tall in real life. I've no idea. I think he's about six one. Well, just to confuse you more, if I ever see him in real life, I'm going to ask for a photo and get down on my knees and look up at him. Like you're so tall, Leonardo. He'd thank me for that. He would. I put yeah. that in my. Uh, what did you call it last week? That you had a, a series of shots to show your range. Yes. He's got one in there to show how tall he is. With me <laughs> on my knees. And then me next to something tall. So, so he's been and basically dumpster dived at the back of Leo's apartment. Dug oh, out all okay. the episode one Phantom Menace merch. It's the granular detail that they love. Yeah. And he's been flogging that. Yeah. And for that reason, he's tearing up the drive, Tom. With Sebulba figurines flying from the windows. And maybe a Jar Jar plush on a stick <laughs> recreating that sort of scene where he... 
<laughs> jumps him up and down. Wayne Ray's jumping oh. up with Jar Jar head in the background. If you haven't seen the making of The Phantom Menace, we implore you to. Yeah. Spielberg just scratching his head. So what are these going to do, George? <laughs> They're robots. Okay. Highlighter. <laughs> That's CGI. Everything. CGI. CGI. Just give me the CGI crayon. Anyway, you slipped up on this last week, so let's see if yeah. I can get in and out like the seasoned veteran I am. Time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot, what's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week. Boom. These are the new release highlights for the week, November the 11th to November 17th, 2019. Here's another Star Wars quote for you, Tom. You can write this stuff, George, but you sure can't say it. <laughs> Listeners, these are digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region dependent. First up, the boots popped, the springs are settled. We've probably only got the money for the uh, sound effect because Ponsabroy's uh, been liquidated. Some of his assets have been liquidated after your confession about his wife last week, Tom. Really? Mm. Lady Ponsabroy's lover. Whoops. Anyway, I'll rip straight out the gates for Romancing Saga 3. It's out on every single format under the sun. PC, PS4, Xbox, Switch, and the mighty Mastodon of home console on-the-go gaming, the PS Vita. <laughs> well known as a successful device in and around the gaming community. November of Lincolnshire. Yeah, <laughs> In Farmerton. Oh, uh, no, we're giving away the county. Oh, well, you've done it six times to this count. <laughs> Have I? Sure, the fans will say every time, like, don't get my face in it. Don't put my face in But I'll comment on everything on the show as me with my own personal Instagram page with pictures of me in it. How very <laughs> hypocritical and weird. Anyway, this celebrated... profile. <laughs> this celebrated... PG Classic comes west for the first time. Well, if you're listening, you haven't added Tommy UK 73, do it. Uh, the celebrated RPG Classic comes west for the first time. Experience a brand new HD remaster of the legendary 1995 RPG masterpiece, introducing optimised graphics and a new dungeon to explore, new scenarios and a new game plus function. I've just realised as I read that out and blurted out some weirdo's Instagram profile, I thought to myself, the intrigue is going to drive more people to follow Tommy UK than actually follow the <laughs> All right, we can transfer the listeners. Your your gaming celebrity ego can handle that on rush, yes. can it? Yes. It's like you coming out of the pantomime rehearsals, getting <laughs> flooded by all the preteens wanting a sign of this and a sign of that. <laughs> I'll take this next one. Oh. My teeth are in, I might as well. Legend of Bumbo out on the PC, <laughs> November 12th. Hey, Devin Zilla, I included this for you, because guess what? It's a puzzle-based deck-building roguelike prequel to The Binding of Isaac, made of cardboard. Oh no, it was Inky and the Stink Machine, wasn't it, that he bought last week? Uh, I got completely confused. Devin Zilla, it's probably not a game for you. It's probably up. not even age appropriate. No. Uh, <laughs> Mad Games Tycoon, PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch, November 12th. Form your own game studio set in the early 1980s in a small garage. Develop your own game ideas, create a team and develop mega-hit video games. Research new technologies, train your staff and upgrade your office space, going for a lowly garage to a huge building. Expanding your business and dominate the world. That is a game for Nick Tyres. I was going to say that's my mummy mummy. Really? <laughs> Another simulator. Uh, after that, The Pit Infinity, available on PC November 12th. Enter a legendary alien facility dug deep in the Feldspar Mountains, a massive pit built by the ancient Suka. Enter the pit against, again for the first time in this unique roguelike FPS hybrid. 
VR Ping Pong Pro, PC VR, v- PSVR, November 12th, Rackets at the Ready, VR. Now, this looks like Rockstar Table Tennis in VR. I'm not kidding. Really? You. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you laugh. It's actually good. VR Ping Pong Pro is a follow-up to the hit table tennis simulator of 2016. VR Ping Pong tests your skills with a variety of challenging game modes as you rise up the ranks to become the true Ping Pong Pro. Do you have what it takes? Pick up the virtual racket and find out. This next one I'm going to take, this is my other mummy mummy, B-Simulator, PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch, November 14th. Live the big adventure of a small bee. Explore a world brimming with life in which you collect pollen, defy dangerous wasps and save your hive. Play with others in three game modes, include co-op and PvP on split screen. My excitement for that title. Is it Fever Pitch? Look, what was the other one I said? The game-making game, P-Simulator, <laughs> Death Stranding, and Ancestors, and I'll go happy boy at the end of this year. Okay. He likes a simulator. Paranoia, Happiness and Mandatory, PC, November 14th. Lead a team of four troubleshooters of dubious loyalty who must mostly obey orders from a friend computer. A paranoid and irrational artificial intelligence. Inspired by the classic games of the CRPG genre, Experience the first official adaption of the cult role-playing game. You know when we drew lots to decide who was going to be the RTS specialist, who's going to be the simulation game specialist and all that? I take my simulation game specialist seriously. Yeah. I need to get a PC, though, to be an RTS specialist, really. Not just waiting for the random odd console ones that appear. Constructor got a re-release on PS4. You didn't even buy that. One of your favourite games on PS4. None of them will ever be Battle for Middle Earth 2. That's, that's where you begin and end, isn't it? Yeah. Start, middle, Maybe end. Command and Conquer Red Alert. That's because one of the bigger boys said it. No, I've Stick by it. your guns. I like that game. <laughs> Sparklight. Up next, PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch, November 14th. Sparklight is an action-adventure set in a whimsical, never-changing land. Battle foes in top-down action using an arsenal of gadgets, guns and gear. Gear up for adventure and explore dangerous corners of the procedurally generated world. Take down titans of the mining industry and harness the power of spark light. Hmm. This next one doesn't sound, doesn't look half bad, but don't let that be a recommendation for me. <laughs> Jumanji the video game, PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch unite in adventure and laughter in the action-packed game of Jumanji, the ultimate team challenge for those seeking to leave their world behind. Uh, next up Pokemon Sword and Shield on the Switch November 15th Nintendo Specialist Mummy Mummy yeah um, no it's not I'm not going to say anything about that because if you don't know what that is you need to go back to the okay, so I cave get, you came from do I get the next one no this is my Mummy Mummy Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order if you don't know about that you might as well go back to the cave you came from mm. PC PS4 Xbox November 15th okay <laughs> Terminator Resistance. Oh, I, want, I wanted this to be good, and it's just, I don't think it is. I've heard that it is good. Push Square gave it not a bad review. We said it was average, which it's, is not it's a bad as good game. as Days Gone, then, right? Mm, yeah. Terminator Resistance, PC, PS4, Xbox, and Game Boy Color. November 15th, Terminator Resistance is a first person shooter set during the Future War scenario that was only glimpsed at in the iconic films. The Terminator and T2 Judgment Day. Machines are destined to lose, but at what cost? What a world to set a video game in, and it's we this, just haven't got a good one. Yeah, but the imagine is, like it's talk- like an all-you-can-eat buffet for the developers. It's like this is great. We can do this and this <clears> and this. <throat> and there's too much. Sometimes you've got to limit your palate. I just want like a real tense 
sort of chase game where you've got to like delay the Terminators. I don't know. Do you think that's the problem? You've got your perfect Terminator game. I've got my perfect Terminator game. What would yours be? Set in the future war? No, not at all. No, it'd be... In the present, like in the... I'm not quite sure. I'm either cut between you're a member of the resistance that the machines feel they need to take down. John Connor couldn't have been the only person that they feel is in, you know. If everyone else died, John Connor lives, seemingly (laughs) we're still going to get future war. Yeah. Okay, so there must be other people. So, you could set the story around that. Yeah, like infl- I think that's set it set it in another might decade. Be what this is like, or have it that you literally are a T eight hundred, and I don't want any snammy pamby. Or you know, he's here to help people. You literally are, as it says on the box, the Terminator, mm. and you're there to take down all <clears throat> these people in the past. So you arrive naked, a bit like Dark Souls, kind of, and then you've got to get clothes, get them on. You've got to find some weaponry. Pretty cool game, right? Mm. Very slow, very methodical. You can fall over a Coke can. Yeah. Hold both triggers. Speaking of uh, films, Terminator. Yeah. It's time to pick out my film, VHS this week. I'm glad you remembered. (coughs) VHS. I reach in. It's a copy of the film Next of Kin, starring Patrick Swayze, Liam Neeson, and the late, great Bill Paxton. I don't know about this film. Tell me everything about it. Is it baseball? No. Oh. It is a film. It's an action film from, I think, the 90s. Basically, these three brothers, their other younger brother, who we don't see much of in the film, he gets killed at the start by mafioso-type Spoilers. gangsters. Spoilers. It's right at the start of the film. This is the plot of the film. Or the <laughs> intro to the How film. How old is it? I think it's 90s. Uh, so they they come old. down from like the like the hillbilly sort of like country part of the country they live in and they like wage war on these gangsters in the city pretty good right so those three dudes probably terrible now but I remember it being good back in the day one of those sort of Saturday night action movies you'd watch sounds like perfect boot fodder uh, Tokyo Ghoul recall to exist PC PS4 November 15th it may not be stylish but Live, eat, or be eaten. Tokyo Ghoul, recalled to exist as a co-op survival action game that lets you experience the exciting world of Tokyo Ghoul and Tokyo Ghoul Re for yourself. And listeners, to send us to the bridge in the boot, if one Tokyo game isn't enough, (laughs) how about playing Tokyo Warfare Turbo on the Xbox, released also on November 15th? It may not be stylish, but live, eat... Oh, no, that's the same one. Well, I'll tell you, what, to- I'll tell you what Tokyo Warfare Turbo is, Tom. Yeah. It's a tank battle simulator set in and around Tokyo, Japan. Is it? Does Godzilla appear? No. Unfortunately. It might sound like I've made shame. that up, but I haven't. They can scuttle off to their own independent internet machines or CFAX or whatever it is they use to get their gaming news. They can check that out. I, Tom, think, it's a, uh, I think it's a strong week, really. Not bad. I had to call some as well. There's some DLC for other games and some other bits yeah. and bobs I had to cut out because, you know, no one wants to hear us talk about new releases for seven hours. No, they don't. What are you hoping to play? More Death Stranding, I suppose. Yeah. Full stop, end of story. Cod's on ice. Red I, I always do. Under the bed. Cod's great just for, like, popping on, have a few games, and that's it. Anything else? No, hopefully going to put Jedi Fallen Order away till Christmas. Mm-hmm. Play that over Christmas break. Uh, 
Shemu the... 3, like, such a massive game that we've been waiting for so long for. I'm getting it day one now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I can understand why. I completely agree. I'm up and down. I just feel like it, it would have really benefited if they could have got it out earlier, but I'd rather it come out later and be finished. It's not really that much later than they said, though, is it? Not too much, but I, th- I feel like this these past few weeks, it's like got goals against some heavy hitters. Might have been why they slipped it in the first place. Mm. It would have come out on the same day as Death Stranding, if not. Or it would have come out this week, which was the same time as Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. They needed to push that to give it some air. And Pokemon. Pokemon. Forget how massive that is. And they're all... No offence. I don't think Star Wars is that long, but it's a triple A title. Yeah. It's about roughly about 20 hours long, I read, if listeners want to know. That's not long. I think that's good. If that was Death Stranding, I'd have finished it now. Yeah, but there's a lot of padding in Death Stranding. Concrete genie kind of game. Mm. Good game for Christmas, I think, though. And I may pick up Shenmue 3 for Christmas as well, so I can maybe... uh, Well, you could buy that for your uh, unable-to-speak child. Yes. Shenmue 3 would be a good first game. (laughs) Let me try this out for you, boy. Make sure it's appropriate. (laughs) Move out of the way. (laughs) 40 hours later, I think it's all right. 40 years later... Can I have a go on my first Christmas present? What? <laughs> Maybe. When you finish one and two. Oh, they, they will look horrible. They'll be remaster, reimagine, rework, where you're in VR and you're living with bloody... Well, Rio it looks Luffy. like he's not finishing at three, does it? Roll on another 20 years, another big kickstart on <laughs> a royal check from Sony. He's worked out how to make maximum bang from his book now, hasn't he? Yeah. Build the hype over 18 build, years. Build the hype. We're awkwardly hanging around. We you, are. You uh, are, you go, are you going to be playing anything other than Destro? Oh my goodness, hiccups. <laughs> yeah. He's physically <laughs> gagging back his own sick, having to share the limelight. Am I going to play anything other than Death Stranding? I don't think I've got as much travelling to do, so I might just put my efforts into Death Stranding. Get it finished. <sighs> you told me you want to finish the game before me. Finally be ahead. and just... Yeah, but then I, I said that all bullshit before I walked into the brick wall, which is a difficulty spike. Yeah. I feel like to do this next part, I need about 15 ladders and 20 bolo guns. Yes. You don't know about bolo guns. No, but it's all right. I've seen them in the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew about them from the get-go. So when we didn't have one at the start, I was like, oh, where's my gun? Yeah, I kind of expected... Everyone gets a gun in I, the game. I, I, I keep, already. Yeah, I keep thinking at some point that you're just going to have like an M16, but I really don't think that's going to happen. No. Well, unless it fires like bullets containing your own urine. <laughs> yeah. Or number one and number two grenades. That's never been funny. How did you find that first boss fight? It was weird, the fact that you had to go and pick the boxes up like you were still doing deliveries and then you're chucking the grenades and... Um, it's all right, I didn't I'll be honest was... with you, it went down easy, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it did go down very easy. Real easy. like this, mm. And I think that's the problem. Some of this first 20 hours is being gentle to you. yeah. Being real gentle. With but it. I just, I'm, I'm curious to see how the boss fights are going to work. Do you know how many pneumatic grenade boxes you took with you on that one boss fight? There's loads lying about though, so I didn't really 
think much of it. Well, you took about eight, was it six or eight boxes of automatic grenades was the load out to start with? And yeah. as you rightly say, there's loads around there yeah. as well. It was unlosable. Mm. But they're your only way of fighting it, so they've got to have, well, I imagine the glitches that would be there if they didn't make sure there was enough. Anyway. anyway. I'll tell you what, I haven't even used in anger an EX number one or number two grenade, as hilarious as they are. I just or, forgot I had them. Came or, across BTs and was like, just panicked, ran, and never used them. EX one. grenade number one yeah. is in your private locker. <laughs> I never look in there, I just fabricate, fabricate, yeah, fabricate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the gonna, private locker almost seems useless. At some I'm going to go in private it? locker one day and there'd be like six stories of my own feces <laughs> yeah. and urine stored, just in case. Just in case you need the grenades. And like every good gamer girl, you even get to keep your bath water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sell that off. Life imitating art, imitating life. Yeah. Art in video games. Be a good name for a show. It would. Tom. See you next week. See you next week.